Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Julie, do you remember it was probably about two years ago when everyone and their brother and their dog and their dog's best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was predicting there was going to be an enormous number of agents getting out of the business and all these other doom and gloom and things were happening. Mm-hmm. And I remember you and I um, were sitting at a, 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 a private event. I won't say where because some of the people listening were there as well. And I don't you know, want to point out the fact that we are right, you are wrong. But I mean, that's going to be <laughs> You don't want to. <laughs> but I, I, but, and I won't. Okay. Because I think that's rude gotcha. for, for me to say you and I were right and they were wrong. I think so too. Just keep that tucked in. John professional, right? <laughs> so I didn't say it. Thus, I won't name the event. Yep. So we're in front of this group of, you know, I would say very, very high caliber, very successful real estate professionals, executives, and also agents and the whole thing. And everyone was predicting that there was going to be some sort of, you know, end times event for real estate agents and the number of agents was going to drop like you know, all the rest of it. And Julie and I had written a bunch of articles, frankly, for National Association of Realtors, Florida Association of Realtors, you name it. By When I say Julie and I, I mean Julie wrote it and she put my name on the byline. That's right. <laughs> we collaborated. We collaborated, right. So what we knew from having actually researched going all the way back, like almost 40 years, was that during similar times in history in housing, there was not a decrease in the number of agents and if you add a housing setback with a recession, there was almost always an increase in the number of agents, which if you think about it, just makes sense. And look what's happening now. A lot of people are getting the real estate licenses. A lot of people are getting second jobs. A lot of people, because of inflation, are trying to figure out how to make ends meet. Well, the same thing, like I just said, is happening now. So when everyone else was predicting that the number of agents would decrease, they don't have any historical perspective beyond their own life experience, which generally speaking doesn't even go back their professional life experience in real estate. If it goes back more than 10 years, you're dealing with a unicorn because there's hardly anybody that stays in real estate that long. That's true. I mean, Julie and I have been in the business for, you know, arguably 30 years, but the reality of it is even in our 30-year time, we've only lived through maybe three real estate sort of setbacks. So we had to go back in time. And what we discovered is what a lot of which we're going to share with you guys today. So we're going to give you, this is kind of predictions, but really what this is, is giving you a really good, I think, settling of all the fear mongering that's out there about there being some kind of real estate agent, you know, calling. Right. <laughs> and also, and there's not going to be a big purge and what's going to happen with home sales and what really to expect. Almost all of this is going to seem obvious after we tell you, but it's fascinating, again, that if you balance what we're about to tell you or share with you off of what you're hearing everyone else, everywhere else, you I think that'll reset your expectations as far as whom you should be listening to. Because a lot of people are, frankly, ill-informed, don't take the time to do the homework, uh, or frankly have an agenda. They're trying to sell you into some REO list or some short sale list <laughs> or true. something like that. So when we go through these points, as always, these are, you know, I think very well researched and Julie and I probably in terms of gathering content for today's show, we spent at least two or three hours on this. Yes, for sure. So this is very timely for all of you listening. We're going to talk about what people are saying. We're going to talk about, is that true or not? Um, and how to apply it to your daily practice, what you're supposed to do about it. And like always, our notes are below. So if you scroll down below, you're going to see all the notes. Now, Julie and I obviously say a lot of things that are in our notes. 
our notes are our notes. They're not designed for you, but we're sharing them with you just so you can follow along, and a lot of you do. And also, there's going to be some links down below. And the link I really want you to focus in on is the link to join Julie Knight Premier Coaching. This podcast is training. I mean, really, it's barely even training because we only have you for a half hour. We cover a lot of different topics. But if you love this podcast, we know tens of thousands of you do, you won't believe the value you get in Premier Coaching. And we've made it easy for you to join. You can join Premier Coaching right now for free. Just click the link below. All right, Julie, I'm anxious to get to some of this content because it was actually very fascinating, especially the podcast we listened to yesterday, frankly. I thought so too. Well, so why is it that people say, oh, it's going to drop off a cliff. We're going to lose all these real estate professionals. Well, there's a few bullet points you've probably seen in the headlines, and we'll talk about that. They're uh, citing the number of sales is an all-time low. Higher mortgage rates are causing a lot of buyers to be sidelined. Inventory is still scarce. Weaker builders are stepping out of the market, the builders that can't maybe control the buy-downs and the interest rates. Overall, uncertainty of recession can cause a lot of people just to procrastinate housing decisions. And of course, inflation continues to drive prices up. Now, all of these things are true, but it's also true you might have noticed, that you have a real estate license and you need to earn a living. So it is true that this is the worst housing market in terms of home sales and homes for and for a bunch of things reasons we're going to talk about in 40 years. So here's the good and the bad of that. Yes. <laughs> One, hey, you're right now trying to sell real estate in the worst housing market in almost 40 years. So that'd be a bad thing, right? Yeah. But the good thing is, is this isn't going to last forever. And the calluses you're going to build, the strength you're going to build coming out of this market, it, they're going to be extraordinary. If so, you can do it now, you can do it anytime. Well, if you can do it now at a high level, when the easy mm. times come again, which they will, and we are going to predict that as you're going to see interest rates drop next year, but we're going to talk about that. Ooh, I'm glancing at Julie's notes. It looks mm. like she wants I've got that today. But the moral of the story is, is you're being tested right now. You are being tested to see if you've got what it takes to be successful in this business long term, and you will not fail the test. Matter of fact, you are going to dominate because of this market. There's your mindset. Couldn't agree with you more. Well put. So let's pivot to see why you can still not just survive, but thrive. We're going to look at some of the facts and some immediate action steps for you to take. So facts, you just mentioned it a second ago, Tim. Mortgage interest rates actually fell finally, last week by about a half a point and are on track to at least stabilize if not fall in the immediate future. That's all good news. Demand is still very high with nearly three offers for every closed transaction last month. So look at supply and demand. That's a three to one ratio. And we do talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. What's Okay, good. So keep going. Okay. Now, some people are saying, well, we're going to wait for prices to come down, wait for rates to drop. Well, rates will probably come down and settle around six to six and a half percent, but prices won't come down at the same rate. In fact, they probably won't come down at all. Evidence of this is the last big inflationary cycle during the late 70s and early 80s. That was actually a decade full of inflation. And, and interest rates back then went up to almost 20 percent. Yes. That's, rates were as high as 19 percent then. Yes. they. I think they got up to literally like 19.9% at the peak. Now, one would wonder why prices didn't just precipitously fall, but they didn't. People still bought and sold, and the sun kept on rising and setting. In fact, your parents and my parents both bought during that time, and I think they both had rates around 17, 18%. Yep. And so what does that mean? Ultimately, it means that inflation is going to continue to drive prices up. Or, you know, you can argue it is important that you guys uh, understand. And a lot of people conflate inflation with appreciation because the end result's the same. But what we're experiencing now is inflation on everything. This isn't everything inflation. What we experienced during the run-up in housing was essentially, it was inflation on housing, but it was a lot of ways it was also appreciation. 
and I know these things are confusing. You guys can Google for definitions. But the problem with having inf uh, the difference, the big discernible difference is if you owned a home and it was going up, you know, marketably in value every year, which did happen, and everything else was essentially not increasing in cost, you became paper wealthy, didn't you? Or if you sold your house, you actually, you know, were able to bank a lot of money. So when everything is increasing in cost, including the cost of homes, then the wealth effect or how you feel from the increase of your, val of your value of your home, it isn't as quite as uh, seductive, let's say, when you go to the grocery store and your grocery bill is 4x what it was uh, 24 months ago. You guys get the difference? So what happens is when inflation kicks in, everything gets more expensive, including the cost of housing. It doesn't have the same beneficial psychological effect, but still... It's cheaper, and this is going to be a point. It's really important that you understand this. It's still, even at these interest rates, it's someone's going to be far better off purchasing a house, even at these interest rates, because guess what? If rates drop next year, which we think they will, you're then going to be able to have, or that consumer is going to be able to refinance. Mm -hmm. But the cost of rent is going to continue to increase. But here's the other thing. The cost of a home is going to continue to increase. Thus, the reason the cost of a house is going to, or the rent's going to continue to increase. Property taxes and the rest of it will drive rents up. I know a lot of people think that rents are going to decrease. They cannot decrease when you have all your expenses from owning real estate continue to increase. So your tenant or your cur current tenant who's waffling because the interest rates, they might be able, not be able to afford a house right now. There's going to be a lot of changes to the um, FHFA mortgages and standards and all that, but we'll talk about that on a different podcast. But for now, there is absolutely, even, even with the higher rates, zero reason not to buy a house. Someone's going to be vastly better off three, five, 10, let alone 20 years from now if they purchase than if they wait. I, I like how you explain that because I think that people sort of fixate on interest rates and they try and convince themselves that prices will come down. But to your point, prices are going to continue to go up especially considering we have a three to one supply and demand ratio. And so it's not just the purchase price of the house, right? It's the higher the purchase price is, the bigger your down payment has to be because that's a percentage of the purchase price. Um, your points may go up, your, all of your prepaids go up. So waiting, the point of this is waiting is not on your side. The thing that's going to happen is that there's going to be, because you're already seeing the headlines, all the political, all the politicians, all the government things, everyone's saying the same thing. They said the same thing back in 07 too. Real estate expense is too expensive. People can't afford homes. Well, guess what? It's just going to get worse. So the exact opposite of what happened in 07 and 08 and 09 is what is happening and what will continue to happen for home prices now. So what you're going to see is you're going to see, mark my word on this, guys, um, you're going to see interest rate, uh, I'm sorry, you're going to see the um, necessary down payments decrease dramatically. You're going to see a lot of the standards necessary to obtain a mortgage that's government-backed decrease dramatically. You're going to see the government, because of politics and the rest of it, they're going to try to essentially make it easier for everyone to purchase a house. That's Gosh. what's absolutely going to happen. And Julie and I also predict that uh, Fannie, Mae and, uh, Fannie Mae in particular will come out of receivership and then you're going to start seeing other things happening where, for example, Fannie Mae is going to start buying mortgage-backed securities. One of the reasons that mortgage rates are going up right now is because the government, the Fed, is selling off their MBSs, but you're going to see Fannie Mae is going to step in and start buying back MBSs as soon as they come out of receivership, which our well-positioned folks are predicting to happen sometime in the near future. 
Do you think that along with that we might see some uh, more creative financing, like maybe the 40-year loan might come back, or you were talking about um, different types of maybe smaller down payments and more flexible ratios and things of that nature. What do you think that they're going to do as a result? Well, it makes sense they're going to have longer-term mortgages. And people, and again, the headline's like, oh my gosh, why would you sign yourself up for a 40-year mortgage? Do you realize all the interest you're going to pay and blah, blah, blah? Who stays in the house 10 years, let alone 40? No, exactly. They, you'll do that, or some buyers will do that, to keep their payment lower. Well, yeah, to get the payment lower so they can qualify for the mortgage. And mm -hmm. as soon as the rates uh, drop, then they're going to refinance out of that 40-year, and they're going to go back into a 30-year or a 15-year at a lower rate. Just like the whole world did uh, not, too, not too long ago. There were a lot more 15-year mortgages in recent times, to your and, point. And all the mortgage brokers out there listen to the podcast. I know you guys are cheering what we just said, because that is what's going to happen. There's going to be the biggest refinance boom in the history of history. Oh, yeah. It's, there's no doubt about it. The, the refinance, it's going to be Clock's ticking crazy. Away. Can you imagine someone going from, say, an 8% interest rate to like a 7 quarter percent interest rate on, say, a $350,000 mortgage balance? The amount of money that they'll pay or they'll save per month is going to be significant, like probably close to 1000 bucks. Yeah, and so listeners, uh, most of you are selling real estate on some level. Uh, keep in mind that there are so many mortgage lenders right now offering free refis if you close now. I think most of them are in the in the next 12 to 18 months, you can do a free refi. So make sure you know about those programs. All right, so also demographics and household formation are on your side. 27% of recent closings were millennials who were not breaking up with low interest rate mortgages. A lot of people like to say that, oh, all of the first time buyers are out of the market. Well, not according to the stats that say nearly 30% of recent closings were actually first time buyers. Do we drill down a lot on the demographics in this on your points? Not on this one. Well, so okay. the bottom okay. line is with regards to Julie's previous point is the number this is the reason you got to listen to the podcast you can't just read our notes um, again this goes back to a podcast we listened to yesterday the number of the sheer amount of uh, the household formation that's happening now is more so in terms of the numbers of people that are you know forming households having children needing a place to you know the whole thing that's there's more uh, millennials than there are baby boomers and baby boomers essentially created the greatest economic boom in the history of um, any country that's ever experienced, you know, at least, yes. you know, from what we studied. And that what's what's poised to take place now is going to make the baby boom uh, surge in the economy look like child's play. Look like a tiny boom, right? right? Because the number of millennials that are out there, because each of those baby boomers, they had usually two children. And each of those two children are sometime having their own, you know, their own children and wash, rinse, repeat. And now you're looking at the other generations that are going to follow that are even more uh, significant in size. So we are looking at an unbelievable, unstoppable train that's already left the station that is not going to go away no matter what the interest rates are. Like Julie and I, people say, well, the problem with housing is it's an interest rate problem. There is not an interest rate problem, listeners. There's an inventory problem. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. There's not enough homes for sale. If, the, if there were more homes for sale, even at the rates as they are currently, they would all sell with three competing offers. That is what would happen. And, and that's, those are facts. That is not speculation. And keep in mind when we talk about household formation, I think a lot of people think about um, you know couples having babies and families growing. The term household formation literally starts from the moment that somebody leaves their parents' house and is either going to rent or purchase a home. There will be a generational shift in the people that are in the real, you know, real estate agents. There will be a generational shift that's already taking place. Mm -hmm. The average age of the average age, average age in the United States is 60 years old. 
I mean, obviously they're going to slow down or not necessarily want to, not, not all of them, I'm not, you know, but the reality of it is, is there's going to be a huge new generation of agents that are going to get in. And if, again, just look at pure numbers. So if you look at the number of uh, millennials and you look at the number of millennials that grew up, you know, watching HTV and wanting to be real estate <laughs> Bravo, billionaires, yeah. Bravo and all the rest of it. Um, and then you combine that with the fact that a lot of them are going to have to get a second job or they're going to, you know, just all of it. The surge behind getting a real estate license, the surge behind demand for home sales is going to set this industry up for the biggest boom. And and I cannot find any historical perspective that's going to be anywhere near this. No, I would agree with that. I, and, you know, we can tell from our new coaching clients, we have a lot of the younger crowd coming to us. So if that's you, don't delay. Go ahead and join Premier Coaching. All right. So what to do now, listeners, to be sure you'll survive and, of course, thrive? Will you still be in business next year or will you be real estate roadkill? Well, we're hoping that you're not going to be the second thing. Number one, get and follow an actual business plan immediately. I overheard another podcast agents were talking about the difference between agents thriving versus just surviving. And one of the things they talked about was, are you looking at real estate as your career or are you just dabbling? Well, one of the differences is if you have an actual business plan. The real estate treasure map, we also have a survival plan and a 90-day massive action plan. They're all included in Premier Coaching. You're going to have specific goals, an actual schedule, and a lead generation plan to follow. Commit to following your plan versus waiting, speculating, or hoping for your next deals to happen. That's the difference between surviving and thriving. So get your business plan, not just done, but follow it. And Julie just said it, but in the first level of Premier Coaching is waiting for you, our fill-in-the-blank business plan called the Real Estate Treasure Map. A perfect time of year, any time of year is the perfect time of year, but this is the perfect time of year to get that done. I'm going to give you a warning. This is not a simple one-pager stick in your desk when it's done, forget about it type plan. This will be, this will require A, about 60 pages because that's how long it is. B, it's going to require some time and you are going to have to do some math. This is a real business plan. This is not just some, you know, hodinky plan that doesn't mean a hill of beans. Hodinky, is that a technical term? Yeah. Yes, but you know, uh, you make a good point is that 60 pages, you know, it ends up being not just a business plan, but a personal plan with your specific customized goals. This is not just some boilerplate thing you can find online. Stop spending money, point number two. Stop spending uh, money on things that don't work. How do you know if they work or not? Here's our simple litmus test. If someone, if it's marketing and branding, I'll just call it out. If you cannot absolutely positively tie an actual closed transaction, a real paycheck to the money you spent on whatever the said activity was, marketing, branding, blah, 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 then stop doing it. This is not the time to be speculative and gamble. It being gambling with your money in this market is, it's malpractice and the future you is going to very much regret the current version of you taking any unnecessary risks. In a market like this, the best thing to do, well, Julie's going to touch on it and the rest of her points, so I'll just shut up. It's okay. Good segue. It's fine. All right. Number three, speak to, as in pick up your phone and talk into it. Actual speaking, we're not talking about texting or smoke signals. Speak to 100% of your database before the end of the year. A minimum of five contacts per day on work days, but more is better. Use your Ford script, that's talking about family, occupation, recreation, dreams, and ask whom do they know who could use your help buying or selling real estate. It might be them, it might be a referral. You can also offer a free comparative market analysis. Unlike what some of you believe, most of your database has no idea what their home is worth in today's market. They're not you. They're not us. They're not thinking about it in the MLS nonstop. So we, offer a CMA. Lots of past podcasts on essentially getting you guys over the threshold to start making direct contacts 
And again, depending on whatever your real estate treasure map, your business plan is, will help you understand how many actual contacts you need to be making per day. The absolute minimum standard to your centers of influence and past clients is five direct voice-to-voice, belly-to-belly contacts, not digital, not direct mail. Don't be lazy. Do the actual work of real estate. Yes. And that's for every single one of you listening, whether you got licensed yesterday or you're a grizzled veteran. All right. Point number four, systematize your open house system. I'm going to talk about why open houses. Systematize your open house system and have, that is redundant, isn't it? Have a systematized open house and have effective opens every single weekend that's not a holiday weekend between now and the end of the year. Follow up immediately with all prospects. Remember, Wayne Gretzky famously said he skates to where the puck is going to be. So be where the buyers are in today's market. Everyone is starved for inventory. Buyers go to open houses in the neighborhood they want to live in, so go where the buyers are. All right, I'm going to edit your point number five. So point number five, Julie had spend more time speaking to prospects. Obviously, that's important because at the end of the day, and in this business, in any business, but especially in real estate during times like this, it actually does matter that you're having direct voice-to-voice contacts. I know this flies in the face of what a lot of you who are spending so much time on social media are actually doing. Now, I'm not going. I, there is a place for all the branding and the marketing and the social media. We're huge advocates advocates of it. We use it ourselves, but here's the key to make it truly work. When you have someone that engages with you in any way on social, pick up the phone and call them. That's going to be the thing that closes the loop. Don't just expect that somehow magically, you know, you're going to uh, have that person. Now, first time buyers are definitely, if that's what your goal is, first time buyers, you definitely can peel those out of social media easier than any other kind of lead. But everyone knows that if you want to be successful long-term in this business, you have to be a listing agent. You can uh, generate leads off social media, but you're going to have to combine passive lead generation, which is social media, with proactive lead generation, which is actually picking up the phone. And then what you'll discover, and this is the, I think, finer tuning your point, mm-hmm. what you'll discover when you pre qualify them using the scripts that are part of Premier Coaching is that depending on your price point, a lot of the buyers, a lot of the people that you're treating as buyers are actually sellers. And they aren't going to actually come out and say, I have a house to sell prior to buying my next one. If you don't ask, they're not just going to magically tell you. It doesn't, that's not how real estate works. So you get on the phone, you actually have a real conversation with them. Even if they have an existing relationship with a center of influence, past client focused type agent, um, you're not necessarily going to lose to that agent because you're the one that's actually urgent with your lead follow-up, answering their, their questions and putting them in a position where they can have and make an informed decision about their real estate decisions moving forward. Hopefully you're getting a lot of content from this podcast and so you'll feel confident when speaking to those points. Yes, those, you, you, those folks. you Sorry. snuck in an important word in there called urgency. Yep. You're following up with urgency. When you answer people's questions at the time they have them, you are far more likely to end up being the one who represents them. Every, you know, furiously fast lead follow-up. It's a whole chapter in our best-selling book, Harris Rules, you know. We've done podcasts on that too. Right. You can get it at Amazon. You can get it at, I mean, it's for sale everywhere. Obviously everywhere online, but it's also available at Barnes & Noble, Harris Rules. All right. So... The furiously fast lead follow-up. If there, if you wanted to, like, uh, if you put Julie and I under like lights and say, okay, you know, tell us all the secrets. What are the three to five things that every agent must do to be successful? I mean, number three, somewhere in the middle, would definitely be furiously fast lead follow-up. But here's the whole list. Ready? Proactive lead generation, uh, pre-qualifying, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating. negotiating. 
Closing, closing and then furiously fast lead follow yes. but somewhere in there those are the things that you must really get good at when you get really good at those things everything else you can just be okay at or completely delegate or not do those are the core activities that, that is the absolute art and science of being successful in real estate so do not be confused by all these other distractions that are pulling you in different uh directions you know if you think about it you, number one is proactive lead generation number two is pre-qualifying number three is uh negotiating and closing. So I always think of, you asked me out of order. I know. Here's how I remember that. And our coaching I was, clients can I say this you. back to you. You did. Okay. So think of it chronologically. And the most important thing is, of course, number one, proactive lead generation, because the rest of the list is irrelevant. So after you generate the lead, you've got to have urgent lead follow-up, right? Furiously fast lead follow-up. That leads to pre-qualifying, which leads to presenting, then negotiating, then closing. That's the way to memorize that list. And it is really true what you said. These are the things that are most critical because let's say that you get one of them right. They're all very much intertwined. So let's say you got this lead generation figured out. You are really fantastic on, say, your past client list. You get lots of repeat and referral. But you don't really pre-qualify them, which includes questions like, you know, all the pertinent facts. So you just pretty much list anybody, which means sometimes you end up with something that's overpriced. So that's one place you fall down. Same thing with, you know, maybe you're really good at the first two or three things, but your presentation falls down. So it's all intertwined. And that's why that entire list is so critical. And this market won't suffer fools straight up. This market no. will eat you alive. You won't even have opportunities. There are so few uh, qualified buyers out there. And who are they choosing to do business with? The people that actually take a professional approach. Our premier coaching, the agents that are joining our community, is skyrocketing. And I know why. Obviously, you guys have woken up to the fact that, hey, guess what? You know, there's no FOMO in the market anymore, fear of missing out. Yeah. And if I actually want to make a living selling real estate, I'm actually going to have to be a professional know what to say and how to say it. That's all real estate is. It's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Just makes it, And if you're not generating revenue right now, it's because your blah, blah, blah needs an update. That's what Premier Coaching is going to do for you. Yes, which leads me to, you mentioned you have to be really kick-ass on the listing side. Well, guess what? Now we have the buyer side to be thinking about. Point number six, polish your buyer presentation immediately. I know some of you are saying buyer presentation. We're going to drill down on that. Not having a signed buyer agreement is no longer going to be optional. You must be able to confidently present what your value is as a buyer's agent. The only way to do that is with an actual formal presentation, which covers, I'm not going to go into all of it, but the most important stuff, agency as well as exclusive buyer agency, expectations. What are the buyers looking for and is it realistic? Will they have to pay full list? Are they likely to have to compete? Are they looking for new construction? You've got to know your client and, of course, which home in the area do they plan on selling? Financing options, that's important for you to know about as a buyer's agent. What you expect from the buyer, what they can expect from you, how the buying process actually works, strategies for buying and selling at the same time, if that applies to them, how you're paid. Yeah, you're going to have to talk about that now. And if maybe they're going to need some seller's concessions. Now, you don't have a buyer presentation? Sign up for Premier Coaching because we're going to help you with that. And also USPs. I mean, we have, we'll give you guys suggested USPs from the buyer What's agent a USP? side. Unique selling proposition. So you might want to have something in there, and we do tell you how to do this in Premier Coaching, that you could put a guarantee in there that if they're not happy with their home after the, that you've sold to them after six months, you'll sell it for free or things like that. You're going to have to get more creative. That's going to be the thing that's going to make you different. That's going to be the reason that someone will sign your exclusive buyer agency contract obligating themselves to pay your commission. And by the way, Julie and I did do a lot of research and on uh, this is going back to a podcast we did a few days ago. You should go listen to it about the end of buyer agency and all the rest of it. Go back and listen to it. 
We are going to tell you exactly how your buyer can ask for their buyer's agent commission to be financed into the transaction. We've done some homework on this. We have some really great mortgage broker, uh, mortgage uh, uh, loan officers that have been texting me and messaging me, giving me essentially strategies on how to go about do that, doing that, which is perfectly legal. That the you know the servicers and the banks and the lenders everyone approves of. So you can 100% even without the change to FHFA using yes. certain lenders, you can roll in up to 3% of the buyer agent commission into the, into the house. The house just has to appraise. Unconventional and up to 6% on FHA and VA. I think it was the opposite. <clears throat> I checked. Okay, It's good. okay. Um, and that is normal. It is legal. And I believe, I think you would agree with this, that it's going to become normalized. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's you're not going to be weird anymore. You're going to sit down with a buyer. You're going to explain to them. You're going to give them a presentation. You're going to explain to them what you do, how you do it. You can work with it. You're going to actually thoroughly go through a process. And at the end of the process, they're going to want to hire you as a buyer's agent. We give you that in Premier Coaching. Uh, that's called the buyer agent presentation. The output of the meeting is going to be they're going to sign your state required agency form. You are using those, right, listeners? <laughs> they're going to uh, sign your exclusive buyer agency form which is going to give them different scenarios on how the commission actually might work. Then they're going to sign a, a, net, a net sheet. I know a net sheet, why would you give that to a buyer? Because you want to have them seeing what all the numbers are depending on the purchase price of their home. And you can have a lender basically whip, whip you up a fill in the blank one. Um, again, they walk out of that meeting, you've, they've uh, signed them those three forms, they're going to sign their net sheet. You, have now, you are now in their minds, in the marketplace. You are so far ahead of the agent that's still hoping to you know, sell a buyer because they're going to meet him at the house and give him a Starbucks gift card. Do you guys get the difference? They'll be happy to sign it. They will because they're gonna, you're going to, again, and we teach you this in Premier Coaching, we teach you, what is it, 30 different ways to find homes that aren't actually yep. for sale in the MLS. Mm -hmm. So you can go and you'll have an exclusive list of homes, which is, by the way, we definitely need to start and update the buyer presentation and include that list. Yes. You're going to explain to the buyer why they want to work with you exclusively. I mean, guys, that's the secret sauce you've been looking for. And if you have a brokerage, if you have a real estate team, can you imagine, frankly, how much more successful you'll be when the buyers that your buyer agents are working with are actually going to buy because of the fact that they, you know, essentially signed the contract, assuming they find something that they like. And those that won't sign it, well, they weren't serious in the first place. Exactly. It's just vastly more professional. All right. Number seven, set specific goals for the next 90 days. The real estate treasure map will help you with this, as will your coaches in Premier Coaching. For example, exactly how much money must you earn in the next 90 days versus how much do you actually have coming in currently? Divide by your average commission and you're going to know how many deals you need. Are you on track, ahead, or behind? And by how much? Agents typically will say, well, I just need to do more. Well, so with regards to that, in mm -hmm. the, and correct me if I'm wrong, sure. in Premier Coaching, in the first uh, section that they get for free, there's the 90-day plan. What's it called? Yes, 90-day massive action plan. Okay, make sure you download the 90-day massive action plan. Why 90-day plan? Because any time of year when you're feeling uh, essentially without direction and you're feeling without motivation, maybe some of you are feeling a little depressed, all kinds of emotional things. Mm -hmm. But also on the other side of the spectrum, if you're feeling like joyous and you're you have a whole bunch of success and you're making a whole bunch of money, you can actually fall into black holes at either end of the spectrum. When you're feeling super down, you're feeling super high because what happens is, is you're not going to be focusing on what you're going to do to either fix the problem or continue the success. That's what the 90-day massive action plan is. And what do you do at the end of the 90-day massive action plan? You do it again. 
And then yes. you do it again because it's going to keep you in real estate. It's going to keep you doing the real work of real estate. Point number eight. Yes. Well, before we get to that, if you're like most of our coaching clients and you're actually ahead of your goals, you just talked about that. Don't just rest on your laurels. You know, maybe you've had your best couple of months of closings and that's great until it becomes your best six months worth and then it wasn't really so great. So if you're ahead of your goals, it's time to set new goals for next quarter. Be specific. Your goals have to be smart. That's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Post your new goals where you can see them daily. And again, we're going to do future podcasts with a deep dive into goal setting. Point number eight, of course, we couldn't end without this one. Get help when you need it by joining Premier Coaching ASAP for free. Our caring, competent, skilled, and experienced coaches are waiting to help you achieve your goals faster. Will you still be in real estate a year from now, 90 days from now? Well, write down the word focus. That means follow one course until successful. Follow the actual plan. There you go, guys. Thank you for keeping this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Please do give us a five-star review on iTunes. You just If you're on iTunes, just scroll down. You'll see and just click the review thing. I, I know it's not that easy to find where to leave a review. Trust me, I know. <laughs> anyway, so scroll down, leave us a five-star review, and also why you like the podcast. And that does help. So maybe it's this show. This is the first show you've listened to. You've gotten inspiration and motivation, and you want to thank us for that. Just give us a five-star review and a little comment. That make, means the world to us. Um, and yeah, guys, this is the number one list to daily podcast for real estate professionals for a reason, because agents are looking for a proven solution to not just surviving this market, but thriving because of this market. So we do strongly encourage all of you to join the premier coaching community. That is where you're going to be aligned with other, not just coaches, but other agents from around the country. And we're, we have some in Europe and Australia and Canada, obviously, who are all realizing that no matter what's happening with interest rates or politics or, you know, what happened to all the stories on alien visitation, by the way? I know. We need to get back to that. I know. I mean, how's that out of the news cycle? Did they just oh, no. thought, were they like, holy crap, you know, Bob the reporter got a picture of me and my flying saucer. We're not coming here again. I know. It's, it's amazing how quickly we've gotten used to the alien idea. If you were an alien, let's be honest, would you be shy? No, if, I don't if, think so. If you had this interstellar, uh, you know. A secret alien. Well, I mean, a secret what, agent. what the hell? I mean, so let me think about it. So you've got this kick-ass technology that's so more advanced than the little ants you're visiting on planet Earth. I mean, you're not shy. I would think you'd be a little show-offy about that. Why are you hiding? Like Top Gun alien. That's what I'm saying. Anyway. How'd we get off on that, that tangent? Yeah. Well, maybe the alien news cycle will return soon. We'll so even if you get suckered into the alien news cycle, just yeah. remember there are always going to be people that need to buy or sell real estate, even more so because of all the reasons we gave you on today's show. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.